1: So all your floors, really squeak. You live in a money pit, money pit. If your basement needs a pump, or your place looks like a dump, living live in a money pit, money pit. Pick up the telephone, picks up. Your
0: to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Give us a call right now because we know that as you look about your house, there is a project on your to-do list. Why not put it on your already done list by calling us at one 888 Pit because sort of coming out there and handing you the tools one at a time. We'll tell you the easiest way to get that project done so you can do it once, do it right, and perhaps not have to do it again. The number is one Money Pit 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, we've got just a few more weeks to enjoy that deck or patio of ours, but Before you lock up for the winter, it's a good idea to right now make sure that your patio door is secure and safe because you know what? It could be one of the weakest links in the exterior of your house. We're going to tell you what to look for in just a bit. Plus,
1: this hour, we're going to be talking about home trends. You know, McMansions, they are out, and normal-sized homes are in. Now, when I'm talking about a McMansion, and I've seen a ton of these, well, traveling with while you were out, it's sort of these, like, pop-up communities with these giant cookie-cutter mansions that are all over the place and clearly a sign of the economic boom that is no
0: longer <laughs> There's no with us.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, right-sizing, maybe that's the new buzzword, but what does it really mean? So we're going to explain that in a little bit.
0: And by now, your kids are settling back into the school routine, including all that homework. That's why this hour, we're going to have a great idea to help you create an organized homework center and put an end to those homework headaches once and for all. I know in my house, the kids are always battling over homework space.
1: Oh, not pretending that they forgot to do it or that they don't yeah. have any?
0: <laughs> yeah, that plus the fact that Solitaire is popping up as a most frequently used program on my computer, though, has me a bit wor- worried that they're not really doing homework <laughs> when they uh, convince me that they have to use my office.
1: Sure, sure. Blame it on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> plus, this hour, we've got a great prize to give away. We are giving you everything that you need to get started on your new floor installation, and that's courtesy of Lumber Liquidators.
0: It's a do-it-yourself flooring kit with uh, all the tools that you need worth 60 bucks. so call us right now for your chance to win and to get the answer to your home improvement question. It's a two-for-one Money Pit special. The number is one eight 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 money Let's get right to those phones. They're lighting up. Leslie, who's first?
1: Joe in Maine is working on a piece of furniture. How can we help you with that project?
2: Oh, yes, ma'am. Actually, what I'm looking to do is uh, put a new top on a workbench. It's actually an old um, uh, desk with a filing cabinet drawer. I'm not sure how to uh, go about attaching it on. It's kind of... Uh, uh, the drawers make it difficult to bolt anything down to it. So uh, my first idea was using a liquid nail, but I figured that uh, there's any other options out there.
0: Well, can you take the drawers out of the desk and screw there. from the bottom of what would be the top, the top. of the desk up?
2: Uh, the only problem is, is uh, you can take the, the bottom drawers out. But there's a little a table, like a shelf on the top right. of those, and that doesn't seem to come out.
0: Okay, and you can't pull that out?
2: No, it doesn't come out. So there's
0: no way you can get underneath the what is now the top of the desk that you want to cover. Is that what you're saying?
2: Right, only in the middle. The middle okay. door comes out of it, but on the sides where I need it the most.
0: All right. And then what's on the top? Going, what kind of top do you have on this now?
2: It has a uh, covering over uh, over the metal. Knife. I think it's metal.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why don't you do this? Why don't you simply uh, drill through the workbench top down into the desk and uh, and bolt it on that way, or use you know sheet metal screws to attach it. Okay. What you could do is you could drill down through the, the top. What are you making this out of, like plywood surface or something of that yeah, nature? Yeah,
2: the top, I said, three-quarter plywood.
0: Right? All right, so all you got to do is uh, drill down till you reach the surface. You can use, sheet, if it's a sheet metal top desk, use sheet metal screws. They have a very, very thick uh, thread to them. When you want to clearance drill the, the wood top and then pilot drill the the original top of the desk underneath. And then screw it down that way. If you Mm -hmm. want, you can plug the holes or you could just uh, recess them below the surface. It's a workbench. That's probably all you need to do.
1: Or you could even do a second layer of plywood on top of the first and attach it to the first piece with finish nails, you know, through, you know, like a pneumatic nailer or something, and then do like a nice edge piece. This way your top piece is nice and clean. And then you could do like a one by as the
0: side to cover up both pieces.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, That sounds good. I do appreciate that. Uh, I'll give that a shot then.
0: You're very welcome, Joe. Thanks so much for calling us at one 888 Pit.
1: June in Vermont needs some help cleaning a wood floor. Tell us what's going on.
3: Yes. I recently purchased one of these steam floor cleaners Mm -hmm. that is supposed to clean hardwood floors or any other type of flooring and also area rugs. And I just have become a little apprehensive about how safe it is. It cleans with a vapor. You uh, heat up the uh, water inside the machine and then the vapor cleans the floor. It has pads, for cleaning your floors. Right. And I just wondered what your opinions if, if you had an opinion on these floor cleaners, how well uh, you know, how safe they were for the wood floors.
0: Well I don't think they're floors. gonna to I I don't think they're gonna hurt your wood floors. I mean generally with a hardwood floor you don't want to use a lot of water. You want to use like a damp damp moppet and, you know, use a good quality hardwood floor cleaner. I don't see the steam as being a problem because it's not really going to sit there for a long time. It's just going to loosen up the dirt. Well, and it sort of may move on.
1: open the pores a smidgen if there's not too much of a glaze on.
0: That you know, it's going to cool really quickly. So I don't think it'll hurt your floors. And if it does a great job cleaning them, then then you should use it.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, I thought it probably would would be a lot easier than because I have a lot of hardwood mm-hmm. flooring, and I thought it would be a lot. Easier for me to clean it with a machine than going over with a mop. Well, mm-hmm. anytime
0: you can get a machine to do the job for you, I say do it.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's a job. But it's the vapor that's supposed to clean it. And I know some people that have used them and they swear by them, but I didn't know what your opinion might be as to how safe it is. I would don't be. see any
0: reason you can't use it.
3: Okay. Okay. Thank you very
1: much.
0: You're welcome, June. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You
1: are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement, design, decor, maintenance, whatever you need help with at your Money Pit. We will happily lend a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974.
0: 888-666-3974. Well, in only a few short weeks, you're going to be saying goodbye to those outdoor living spaces. But before you do, it's a good idea to make sure your patio door is safe and secure. Find out how to do just that next. making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: And you should give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because not only will we do our utmost to answer your home improvement or your home repair or your home decorating question, I'll let Leslie answer those because she's the specialist on <laughs> decor. Much more I pink and green, also, Tom
1: will be happy to help you. <laughs> that's right. We will
0: also toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat because this hour we're giving away a DIY installation starter kit courtesy of Lumber Liquidators. There's a lot of stuff in this.
1: Mm-hmm. The kit includes a hammer, spacers, a measuring tape, dust masks, hobby knife, chalk line, reel, you name it. If you think you might even need it to install a floor, chances are it is in there. It's got $60 worth of tools and products. But if you get on the air with us this hour, it could be yours for free. So give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit
0: 888 3974 Well, it is now that time of year. The kids have gone back to school. The leaves are starting to change and families are spending some last minute time on that deck or patio. But before you seal off the patio door for the season, it's a good idea to make sure it's safe and secure from prying burglars, as well as water and air leaks. The experts at ThermaTru Doors have given us a few suggestions that can help.
1: That's right. First, you want to check the door's lock. Now, many of these older doors have a very simple latch lock that can be easily opened by simply lifting the door near the latch, or in some cases, you know, completely removing the door from the track itself. Yeah, which
0: is surprisingly simple to do.
1: I'm like, I don't even want to think about that. That's terrible. Now, newer doors, they're not going to do this. And in fact, the ThermaTru patio doors, they have an optional multi-point locking system that's actually going to engage the door frame and the door itself at three points instead of just that one. Plus, there's an adjustable strike plate that can take up to 450 pounds of force. So lift it, shake it, grab it. You're not going to get it open.
0: Yeah, the technology with patio doors has gotten so much. Much smarter over the years making it uh, more more much more difficult to break into these doors and another feature to look for is to make sure your door has, if it's got decorative glass, it needs to be impact rated because that's going to protect you against severe storm damage and flying debris and also break-ins, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of leakage, you want to remember that a door is a system and all of the components need to work together to make sure that it can keep the elements outside where they belong. Now, that's why doors need to be properly installed and maintained. ThermaTru has a door system called True Defense with components that are designed to work together so they'll protect homes from severe weather.
0: I actually saw that demonstrated where they were throwing everything a storm could toss out at one of these doors and it just did not leak. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It was done in a testing environment and it was neat to see the way all of these systems work together to keep that weather out. In fact, these guys are so confident, they actually have a $2,000 uh, guarantee. It's a reimbursement. If water will ever infiltrate the home, they'll give you the two grand. So really? That, yeah, it means it's a good product. If you want more tips on uh, those products, you can visit thermatrude.com And to learn more from us about ways to keep both burglars and the weather outside of your house, call us right now. The number is one 888 Pit.
1: Heading over to Texas to chat with Levi about a deck project. What's going on?
2: Yeah. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I was uh, calling because uh, I have, a, I have a, a wooden deck, of course, and uh, wooden fence, and, and it was never sealed or uh, stained or anything like that. And so now what I have is a couple years uh, weathered, old gray wood look. And I'm wondering how do I how do I uh, bring that back, re- refinish it to?
1: How old is this that we're talking about? How many years has it been sitting there?
2: I really couldn't say I bought the house and and none of it was uh sealed or stained when I bought the house and i i I've lived here for two years,
0: so you like the sort of the uh, fresh pressure treated green look is that what you're looking to get back levi
2: yeah i'm I'm just looking to uh uh you know uh I know. I know. I can sand it down and you know get back down to the fresh wood. Yeah, but you know what? Listen,
0: if you do that, it's it's not going to last for long. You're you're talking about oxidation on the surface of the wood. What we would recommend um, is that you apply a stain to that wood. You can either go with a semi-transparent, which will show more green, or a solid color, and then. Choose the choose the color of stain that you really like. I mean, if you want a green color, fine. If you want it to be gray or brown or, or uh, you know, deep red mahogany, you can choose that color, and that's going to protect it, and the color will stay that way for quite a few years.
1: Mm-hmm. If you want to give it a shot before you go ahead and apply, you know, a solid stain or a semi-transparent, if you want to see if you can sort of get the gray out of the weathered wood. I mean, I don't know if this will work on something that's been weathered. Five years or more, Flood makes a product called the Wood Cleaner Premium Wood Cleaner and Brightener. And I believe you roll it on, and you let it sit on there, and then you rinse it off. But it does a great job of sort of getting that gray out. And I know it works fantastic on wood that's aged a year or two years. So it's worth it to give it a shot. You know, it's one product that you invest in, give it a whirl and see. And if it works, then you want to go ahead and put, you know, some sort of sealant on there, a natural looking stain, something just to protect it from UV, mold, moisture, everything. If it does not work for you, go for the semi-transparent or the solid, depending on how you want it to look. I mean, you can pick a color that's, you know, as natural as you like, and that'll be the
0: best way to make it look as good as it can be.
2: Okay. Thanks a lot. I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Dolores in South Carolina needs some help with a countertop. What can we do for you today?
3: Um, My question to you is, I have a kitchen countertop that's uh, for Michael White. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it has several stains in it, which I can't get out. I've tried uh, white vinegar, bleach, whatever. I can't get out. And I was just wondering, do they have anything on the market that would be a durable type of paint that I could paint for for micro uh,
0: countertops? Yeah, actually, um, the answer to this question up till very recently was no. Mm-hmm. But there's a new product out called Gianni Granite, and it's a paint. It's spelled G I A N I Granite, and their website is GianniGranite.com. It only is available in two colors there's a light color and a dark color. But you, but can, you can, actually can sort paint, of adjust it. Yeah, you can actually paint a laminate countertop with it. And it will come out sort of looking like a granite finish. And it's pretty nice. It's reasonably durable, not terribly expensive. And I think it's a great solution for Mm -hmm. this exact situation.
1: And you know what? It's a great do-it-yourself project, Dolores. There's um, sort of different color paints that they give you. There's like a black tone granite and then sort of like a creamy tone granite. The creamy tone has flecks of like a white, a black, and a gray. And of course, depending on how much you sort of dabble or sponge paint onto the base color it controls the darkness and depth of the granite look that you're going to get i would definitely practice on a piece of scrap for mica just to work out your technique and get to a place where you like before you dive right onto your countertop i have to say just from looking at the two in person i sort of enjoyed the lighter tone one better that's but what it's... i would get
3: mm-hmm. it's a great uh, do you option you know where i could get that or or can I just go on the internet
0: and get that? Yeah, we just go online. The website, again, giannigranite.com, and I believe you can order it right there.
1: All right, I really appreciate this.
0: <laughs> You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Time to talk plumbing with Manny in Hawaii. Aloha, how can we help you?
2: Okay, hi. I, I would like to know, I've seen on uh, a television program uh, where they're installing some uh, copper water, uh, water lines Okay. And instead of soldering, they're crimping. Okay. And uh, I didn't know that was possible. How, yeah. how is
0: that? It, it's actually not called crimping, it's called pressing. And it, yeah, there are special fittings that fit on the ends of the copper pipe. And then there's a, something called a pressing tool, which basically surrounds it and, and does what, in effect, is, is like a crimp, but it makes a mechanical weld. And it's great. A lot of the pros are going to pressing tools right now. Rigid makes probably some of the best mm-hmm. ones in the in and, the business.
1: And Tom and I actually saw it demonstrated at the Builder Show, and the technology is fantastic.
0: We actually got a chance to try out pressing.
2: Well, I I, I uh, subscribe to the uh, newsletter from Rigid, but uh, I've never seen it on their newsletter yet.
0: Yeah, go to rigid.com, and uh, there's a whole section there for pressing tools. Pressing tools, and you can read about it. All right.
1: Now we're going to chat with Cindy in Alaska, who's got a problem with a deck. Tell us about it.
3: Well, I have an outside deck that was built with untreated two-by-fours, and when they sprayed my house, <clears throat> excuse me, they sprayed the the deck, too, and I've never been able to get paint to stick to it.
0: Hmm. What do they spray your house with?
3: An exterior latex.
0: Hmm. And that's the last paint that you ever got to stick to the deck, huh?
3: That's it.
0: Yeah. Well, um, when you get to the point where you can't get any more coats of paint on any type of wood surface or, or even a wall surface, then you have to remove what's there. Now, have you ever tried to do any level of removal of I've used the I've a pressure paint?
3: washer and it, it actually chips up fairly easy. And I can even, you know, chip up and, and pick at Mm
0: -hmm. If you've been able to get the paint off, then you need to let the lumber dry really, really, really well. And after it dries, then you should prime it. And I would use an oil-based primer because primer is essentially the glue that makes the paint stick. It has different adhesive qualities than paint. So I would definitely try a good quality primer and then a good quality top coat over that. Had you not painted it, we would have told you to solid stain it because the solid stain tends to absorb in and just fade away. And then when it gets light enough, you just put more stain on. But now that you've painted, you're pretty much committed. you got to get off as much loose paint as you can. You've got to prime the surface with an oil-based primer. And you've got to make sure that the wood is absolutely super dry or it's not going to stick again.
3: Yeah. And in Alaska, that's a tough trick. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. You gotta have, you
0: gotta, it's like a perfect storm. you got to wait just for the right time. For the weather to be warm and dry enough. But you just can't paint wet wood. It's just not gonna work. It'll Cindy, never thanks stay. so much for calling us at 1888 Money Pit.
1: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, you're probably happy that the kids are back in school and the familiar routine is back in action, but you might not be thrilled about all of the after-school homework battles that are no doubt going on.
0: And we are going to come to the rescue on that because up next, we've got an easy and inexpensive way to organize your homework area for hassle-free assignments. Where home solutions live. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: And if you're in the market for a new power tool, there are a lot of choices out there. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if you could really try it out first? Well, we're going to hit the road next month to intro a new store that can help you do just that. As we broadcast from the Craftsman Experience in Chicago, it's a pretty much an, an ultimate DIY playground. A very cool store with lots of hands-on activities, home improvement clinics, and project stations where you can actually uh, use the tools before you buy them.
1: Yeah, give them a whirl, test them out, see what you think. Now, we would love to see you live and in person at the Craftsman Experience on Saturday, October 2nd, as we broadcast from downtown Chicago. We're going to be leading special project demonstrations during the day. And if you don't live near Chicago, don't worry. You can follow along online at facebook.com craftsman.
0: We're looking forward to it. Hope to see you there. For details, head on over to Craftsman.com. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. Leslie, who's next?
1: Mark in North Carolina is looking to go green with the energy that they use at their house. What can we do for you today?
2: Well, I am actually uh, a rather ingenious, inventive type of person. Okay. I'm <laughs> trying, trying not to blow myself up in the if process I don't say of so doing myself. This, but, um, I'm trying to create a proof of concept, and Mm -hmm. part of my proof of concept is going to require that I backfeed the system with uh, electricity. Mm -hmm. In order to backfeed the system, I know that I have to run my electricity back into the main panel where my Mm -hmm. power meter goes so that I can, in essence, make my power meter run backwards. Right Now, my... Calculated output is going to be approximately 11 to 12 megawatts a month, okay. which is about 10 megawatts more than I use. Okay. So the question I have is, what product or uh, what company would I look at on the web that could help direct me to the correct equipment to do that with?
0: Oh, good question. Um, I'll tell you a good place to start is North Carolina has a state energy office that, uh, have you talked with these folks yet? No. Because they're totally set up to deal with sustainable energy questions. And you might want to start there. That website is energync.net. That's energync.net. The equipment that you're talking about is you know, fairly commonplace, used uh, for zero energy homes, used for homes that have wind generators and things like that. And you're correct. It essentially safely feeds the power back into the grid, it's sort of like a transfer switch that you might use with a backup generator, but designed just a little bit differently. Okay.
2: Uh, Is there any particular, other than just the uh, state energy office, any any other um, advice that you would have for that, other than to make sure you adhere to uh, meet or exceed codes?
0: (laughs) Well, tell me about this proof of concept idea. You're trying to convince a spouse or, or other significant person that this is a good idea?
2: Oh, no. My wife is all about doing anything I want to do. She supports.
0: All right. Well, it sounds like a great project. Good luck with it. Thanks so much for calling us at one 888 Pit. And you
1: know what, Mark? You're actually really lucky to live in the state of North Carolina because your North Carolina State University actually has a solar center on campus. They do a lot of research there. Just Google North Carolina Solar Center because the website's kind of confusing and I don't want you to write it down wrong. And once you're there, you'll find a lot of information. So good luck with your project and get off the grid already. What are you waiting on?
0: 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Leslie, who's next?
1: Now we're heading over to Virginia to chat with Debbie about a cleaning project. What can we do for you?
3: Yes, I'm just wondering before I purchase the Han Steam Cleaner that they advertise, the, Uh the commercial, if that's okay to use on laminate flooring. It says that it is, but I was wondering because I know that if floors get wet, especially the laminate, they get too wet, they will warp you know, so I just want to make sure before I purchase that, that that's okay.
0: Well, I've actually had mixed results with uh, laminate floor. You know, the original laminate floor, when it first came out, I used to demo the stuff by actually soaking it in a sink or a tub for hours on end, Mm -hmm. and nothing would ever happen to the stuff. I have heard that some grades of laminate seem to be more susceptible to moisture than others, but generally speaking, I think it's pretty durable stuff. As far as the steam cleaner, you know, as long as you don't heat up and really saturate any one place on your floor. I don't think it's going to have an effect. It's basically like giving it a hot water bath.
3: Okay. Well, it said that it dries pretty, you know, fast.
0: That's what I mean. But
3: okay, okay, but I just wanted to make sure because I sure would hate to damage them.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. they're beautiful.
1: Okay, thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money pit.
1: And let me tell you, I've seen those infomercials for the steam cleaner she's Uh talking about. And you watch this commercial and you literally want to buy one and clean every single thing (laughs) in your entire money pit. It sounds like it's
0: a pressure washer for inside your house. Seriously. Once you you get started, you can't stop. It's true.
1: Well, huge sprawling homes, nicknamed McMansions, are really losing popularity quite quickly as homeowners figure out it's just too much of everything, from square footage to the amount of money it takes to heat and cool them.
0: That's right. That's why, up next, we're going to have tips on the newest trends in housing. Learn why bigger is no longer better. You
2: live in a body pit.
1: Money Pit is brought to you by Generac and the Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888-GENERAC or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie.
0: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Moneyfit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Call us right now. The number is 1 888 Moneyfit. If you do, one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a Fat Max Toolkit from Stanley. You get the Fat Max Extreme Tool Bag, a 25 foot tape rule, a retractable knife, level graphite hammer, a ratcheting multi bit screwdriver, and a chalk reel it's worth about 100 bucks going to go out to one caller who reaches us with their home improvement project the number is 1888 Money Pit.
1: That's right, pick up the phone and give us a call, especially if you're looking for some things to do around your Money Pit on some upcoming weekends. And if you've maybe got an opening coming up next month, here's something you might want to add to your home improvement calendar. Next month the Money Pit is broadcasting live from the Craftsman Experience Store in Chicago.
0: That's right, and they do call it an experience store for some very good reasons. There're going to be lots of demos and activities that allow you to get up close with some of Craftsman's coolest tools as well as lawn and garden products and even check out the garage storage units.
1: That's right. We'd love it if you can join us in person or online as the entire day is going to be broadcast at facebook.com slash craftsman. Now the date is Saturday, October 2nd, as we broadcast from downtown Chicago and the store is right in Chicago's downtown River North neighborhood. If you want some more information, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on that day. Head on over to craftsman.com. 888-666-3974,
0: 888-666-3974, calls right now.
1: Bill in Alaska is having some water heating issues. What can we do for you today?
4: I'm uh, wanting to replace a 20-plus uh, year hot water or hydronic uh, boiler heating system. Okay. And I'm looking at the, uh, the latest models that are out nowadays. Uh, some are very efficient, up to 93% efficiency. And, uh, and some others, uh, like in the 80-some percent range and just wondering what your recommendation is.
0: Well, right now is a perfect time to replace your heating system because that replacement could qualify for a federal energy tax credit. They're available for both gas and oil boilers as long as you put in a high efficiency unit, but you can get up to $1,500 off of your tax liability by installing one that qualifies. The key is to make sure it qualifies. So um, this is an exercise actually that we just did for Leslie's mom. You, You guys, they needed a new boiler. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took the products that were recommended by the contractors, went to the manufacturer's website, and determined that some of the ones that they recommended actually did not qualify for the tax credits.
1: Yeah, and you definitely it, want to make sure that it does.
0: Right. So I would you know, get some recommendations on brands, uh, and then I would go to their website and make sure you know which models qualify for the federal energy tax credits, because the manufacturers uh, keep a pretty tight ship on that kind of stuff. The contractors, not so much.
4: Right, right. Yeah, and I'm looking at both, and I'm I'm uh, got kind of mixed feelings about the high efficiency. Uh, some of the plumbers are telling me that uh, they're not too trustworthy in, in terms of um, uh, the components in them. The power surges and so forth uh, might cause the circuit boards to go out. So I'm I'm kind of looking at going to the original style cast iron boiler, but the new upgraded model. And um, even though I may not get that uh, rebate, I've got to tell you uh,
0: something. The contractors get stuck in the mud. They like to install what they like to install. They don't like change. They don't take change very well. They don't like to deal with any newfangled, high-tech heating and cooling systems. But this is where the market is going. These manufacturers are not... Manufacturing boilers that are so delicate, they're going to blow up the first time you get a power surge. Right, right. So I would recommend that you use a high efficiency boiler, and you make sure it qualifies for the federal energy tax credit, and find a contractor that is confident enough in himself to be able to install that properly. Okay, well we'll go from there then. And I Good luck with that project. Much. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, and let the contractor hate mail begin. <laughs> it's true, they get stuck.
1: Taking a call from South Carolina, where Janice has a question about plumbing. Janice, how can we help?
3: Hi. Um, we're expanding our house, and it seems like all the contractors that are coming in, um, adding on to the, the new bathroom and an area like a wet bar, they want to put in this plastic tubing um, with these rings around it and um, instead of using copper. And I'm I'm wondering, I've, I've looked at a lot of different houses, and even the new builders are starting to put this, it's like a, a plastic tube. Is yeah, it, it's called,
0: called, PEX? it it's called PEX? It's called PEX. Okay. Stand, yeah, it's PEX, which is short for cross-linked polyethylene. And it's a very, very good piping system that's really making the rounds now throughout new construction and remodeling. It's, it's easy much, to
1: join together. Yeah. It's flexible. It installs far easier. If you ever need to make a repair in an awkward space, it sort of helps to do that without having a lot of renovation involved.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff.
3: Okay. And the rings that uh, you know hold it on to where the pipe is connected to, I mean, those will last for...
0: Yeah, you you know, know. there were some problems with different types of plastic plumbing over the years, but PEX doesn't seem to have any of those issues. And uh, there's a lot of really qualified people that are looking into it and recommending it and writing about it. We did an interview with the editor, for example, of Fine Home Building Magazine. And those guys are tough. I mean, they don't give the recommendations very easily. And they were raving about the stuff. So I wouldn't have any concerns about using it. It's a lot easier to use than copper. It's going to last indefinitely. You don't have to worry about acidic water causing holes in the copper pipes. A whole bunch of plumbing issues are eliminated by the use of PEX much all right Janice thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit
1: Vic you've got the money pit how can we help you today well uh, just
2: for one just wanted to thank you all so much for this show it's great for us uh, weekend warrior contractor one <laughs> <of you.
0: laughs> thanks Vic <laughs>
2: um, my question is uh, these shark bites I has read about them and mm-hmm. I've seen them and I wondered how well they really work instead of soldering copper piping because it would really make things a lot faster.
0: Great technology. We have uh, seen them in action. We've seen them at the trade shows, uh, met with the shark bite people, saw them demonstrated, and pretty impressive technology. Definitely see how that can come in handy, and especially I like the fact that because you don't have to solder pipes, they're a lot safer when you're working in tight spaces like crawl space or something like that. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, leaks, drafts, and dampness, three problems that make your home less than comfortable. We've got the solutions after this. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet
4: home, for calling 888-MONEY-PIT.
0: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, federal tax credits are still up for grabs for lots of energy efficient home improvements, including the ones that give you the most bang for your buck, adding insulation. See where you can add to save the most money and energy when you search insulation at MoneyPit.com.
0: And while you're there, why not head on over to the Ask section and post a question? for us, just like Darlene did from Washington Terrace, Utah.
1: Darlene writes, my basement is very cold. I have a laundry room and a guest area down there. How do I insulate to make it more comfortable?
0: Depends on how long you want your guests to stay there, Darlene. (laughs) Don't make it too comfortable. Well, listen, basements are insulated much the same way as uh, any unfinished space. There's really a couple of areas. First of all, you always need to insulate above grade. That's sort of a no-brainer. So that means sort of the box joist right between the foundation and the underside of the floor. That always needs to be insulated. But you can also insulate the entire foundation wall. And there are special insulation products that do that, uh, that are sort of like in... um, They're they're like encapsulated. Mm -hmm. They look almost like big quilts, and they have usually a foil finish on them, and they attach to the wall. You can head on over to OwensCorning.com and check out all the insulation products that are there as a good place to start. But once you insulate that space, you will find that it's a heck of a lot more comfortable and probably okay for those guests too.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, Darlene, I hope that helps.
0: Well, if the back to school routine is just not well, it's just not a routine yet. (laughs) You and your kids. Mm Uh, maybe having uh, hassles keeping the homework assignments straight. Leslie has got a great idea that will help in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word.
1: That's right. You know, homework headaches, they're common during the school year. And nothing is worse than finding out that your child needs help with an assignment at the super last minute. Of course, when I was a kid, I was a super homework geek. I had little notebooks. I was very organized. Color
0: coordinated.
1: Kind of. I know. <laughs> it's a sickness. I've already it, it, accepted sure. it. But not everybody is like that, so you might need some help around your house. Now, if you have an open wall, side of a cabinet, anywhere where you can create a corkboard, homosode, It's a compressed gray paperboard, and it makes a terrific pushpin holder, which you can then turn into an organizer. Now, it's sold in four foot by eight foot sheets at lumberyards and home centers. Some of them will cut it for you. If they do, ask them to please do it because it can be kind of like a dusty mess when you're cutting it because of the paper nature of the inside of the board. So if they'll cut it for you, even if they charge you a dollar a cut, take advantage of it. Then have those pieces, you know, cut to size to fit your wall space. Then what you want to do is cover each portion with some fabric and you can staple right into the backside of each panel. Then you can use the fabric as it is, or you can add some ribbon to create, you know, a grid or some sort of fun decorative pattern. And that's good because the ribbon on the board you can use to sort of tuck an invitation over or sort of, you know, weave a picture into by where the two pieces of ribbon sort of cross over. Either way works. Plain, ribbon, whatever works for you. Then you can hang your organizer on the wall by using just a simple picture hanger on the back side. And then what you can do is hang these in a group. Say if you've got two kids, you do two um, columns by five rows. So is that right? Sorry two rows by five columns. You can see how good I am at Excel. This way you've got your two kids names and the five days of the week. And then everybody sort of push pins, you know, what assignments go or do it by subject. You can paint a grid on the wall, whatever is going to work to keep you organized, create a system and go with it.
0: Good tip. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, did you know that in the average home the toilet actually accounts for nearly one-third of your family's water usage. Do you want to cut that down? There are newer water-saving toilets on the market that do deliver less water, but not less power when you flush. We're going to tell you all about those on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.